Shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it. Take a psychedelic circus. Hey, everybody, it's high noon. It's time for the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Coming in live at 1230, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to be talking about the amazing Phoenix Day block party that's coming up October 16th, closing out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2022, the seventh one, October 9th through 16th, the biggest one yet, eight days, all culminating in an amazing block party here outside of Mutiny Radio. We're going to have the bacon bacon truck. We're going to have art vendors. We're going to have 40 comedians from all over the United States and the Bay Area doing fun things for you for free outside of Mutiny Radio. Thanks to Livable City, uh, who also puts on Sunday Streets. So that's exciting stuff, everyone. I am going to play for you some music from a different person uh, while we wait for LaToya. Some of my favorite shows here at the station. Flat Black Plastic also found round sound on Sundays and Saturdays, respectively, noon to two. And then Claudia and the Loaf, Tuesdays, amazing show from eight to ten. Also, Bughouse Square, six to eight, one of our longest running shows here on the station. I love them. Thanks to all the people who are out there supporting Mutiny Radio. You can always donate to our Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Please follow us on Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF, or be old school and like that Facebook page because I still do that because I'm old, old. Uh, enjoy some copay, and I'm gonna play some cool music for you from a different show until Latoya the Sheriff of Truth comes up here on the Altcast. enjoy some found round sound from Sunday he is incredibly fun to listen to and we're gonna enjoy this until again Sheriff of Truth coming in
Soundround Sound should be starting. I'm not sure why. Must have started late on Sunday. Hence is Community Radio. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I promise you, Sound Round, Found Round Sound is a good show. Come on, Scotto. Uh, get your tickets right now on Eventbrite for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's coming to like nine venues all over San Francisco. And I'm excited about it. Here we go. We got some flute in the background now.
Seven Inches of Joy. Community Thrift is where they're coming from.
She's the woman with the flying 
Hey, we're back live in the studio, and the Sheriff of Truth is in the house. I'm here, actually here in the flesh. That's so exciting. Yes. I don't have to tell uh, Pam to. Hey, I can't hear you. Hey, I can't hear you. We're right here. Yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) I'm. I'm, That's exciting to see you, and I'm glad. I'm really excited about Phoenix Day and where we're gonna put things and bring in the stage out and. Uh, Mutiny Radio being a part of the city. Gosh, I hope that, I mean, I got to take tons and tons of pictures and maybe send it to those grants people and be like, look, we're fabric. We're an important part of the city. You know, even when I was riding my bike down here, it still said Pirate Cat Radio. Oh, on the the Instagram or whatever? On uh, on the lift, when you uh, you take a lift right, you get directions. Oh, that's so funny. It still says that. I'm like, wow. Yeah, and it's been, I've been in charge for 10 years, I, and I have no idea how to fix things like that. No it's idea. Just in the si- it's, it's just, just in, in the system. system. It's just the way it is. I don't, I mean, whatever. I don't, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. I, but if, you know, if I got, if I got a grant, I could maybe pay someone who was good at things that I'm not good at. That's just, that's the exciting thing about potentially getting money from the city is that I could concentrate on creative things and what I'm actually good at as opposed to doing the thing like I'm not good with computers it's just not something I'm not good with computers I'm not great with video like I'm just I'm not so and I'm, I turn 48 next month so I just I mean yeah I could learn something new but oh my god I don't have time I'm too old just yeah, let me do it but sell, no but just let me do stuff. no I know but I just I've been I've been I have enough experience that I'd like to just do the things that I'm experienced at and that I feel like I have an aptitude for and that I've been successful at and I just want to do those things and then if everything else was supported that would be great but right now I'm my own support team and it's just hard because I'm not good at those I'm not good at promotion I'm just not I don't know the secrets I don't have the money well I mean and I'm putting the money into it for this comedy festival and god my fingers are crossed and I'm hoping for the best do the bay please help me out and I'll give him the money and you know because it was in the budget if I would have gotten that other grant I was gonna be really doing promotions I was gonna pay a lot of people to do it but I didn't get it so and was that still for the arts or was it was the Zellerbach Foundation and um and the difficult thing was there were five people helping me on that grant. And then the second grant with the city, I did by myself. So that means that 
five people working together didn't get the grant, the smaller one. And then the one that I did by myself, come on, like I think I'm gonna get it. That's why I'm like, I'm probably not gonna get this grant because isn't, but isn't that, there are five people helped me on the first one and I didn't get it. And so how can I imagine that doing it by myself and like rushing it before I left for Greece because the deadline was in when I was gone. And so I needed to get it done before I, you know, and I did, but, and I really, I would really love, I would really love that grant and I would really love to stay here in San Francisco. I, I would love to keep Mutiny Radio going. I would love to have an eighth Mutiny Radio comedy festival, but Give I, us the goddamn money. I know I just can't, I mean, I'll beg the city for money, but I can't keep begging our listeners for money. I can't keep begging comedians for money. It's not their job to keep this place alive. And, it, and I just feel like, you know, and I've never gotten a grant. I've never gotten any money from the city. I mean, the, the pandemic helped me. That was, we had more money because of the pandemic because suddenly there was help, which I've never had before. And I guess the problem was I got used to it. No, they only gave me 10 grand, you know. 10 grand though is better than nothing. Yeah. But also at the same time, this is what's a lot of, a lot of businesses and community um, artist spaces, you know, trying to rebuild after, we're still in the pandemic though. Jim Crow says, Joe says, we're not in the pandemic, it's over. But people are still trying to struggle to stay afloat. And I don't, I think, I think we should, they should offer more money. Like, I mean, there's so much money out there, but the thing is, it's a lottery. Well, it's sometimes it's a lottery and sometimes it's who you know. And, you know, unfortunately, I only know comedians and, you know, they just aren't, some of them are very helpful, but they aren't, a bunch of narcissists aren't necessarily the most helpful people or the nicest. So, but I'm, I mean, I'm fine to, I don't want to leave San Francisco, but I can't keep struggling to be an artist here when I can be an artist somewhere else, an international artist. I can be an international champion. Um, No, but honestly, like it is my rent. It's so expensive. And I went away and I spent so little money and it was so beautiful and I didn't even have any stage time and I had no sex and no and no um no weed. no weed and I was fine. I thought it would freak me out and it didn't. I don't need weed. I mean, here I have to have it because life is so stressful yes. and difficult. Anxiety. Anxiety <laughs> is I because people are mean. People are mean and they talk behind each other's backs and they say mean things and people aren't helpful to each other and and I'm a delicate daffodil and and I go back to the feelings well of course I mean I bombed and there was zero sound in the I've never heard it quieter in the punchline which meant that none of the and the half the audience was comedians so none of them were on my side no one was rooting for me the this audience, the th- this was on Sunday. Yeah, it was really bad. I don't want to talk about it because it's just so embarrassing. But um, I get it. I mean, people don't like me. They don't book me. It's fine. I'm not beloved in this city. And that's okay. I've, I, I don't have to be here. And I guess that's true of anybody anywhere. Like, if things aren't working out, 
and you don't feel supported, go to a place where you feel support. And ironically for me, that is the other side of the globe. <laughs> but I mean, I was, I wasn't, I walked around the streets of many different streets in Greece and I was never propositioned for sex. And here in this city, I am propositioned for sex all the time. And I don't know, I, I'm trying to do a joke about it. Like, am I giving off a sex worker vibe? Not that there's anything wrong with sex workers, but really that's what I am to people here. I'm, people look at me and they think sex worker? Like, this is fuck like, you, San Francisco. This is you coming outside your door, walking into the world. Yeah, your this day is, starts. right. This is me, this is on Geary Street that I've been propositioned for sex multiple times and in multiple neighborhoods. And I'm just angry at the world because it's like, and I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of fighting to be like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and I can do something. I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting comedians. I'm tired of fighting audiences. I'm tired of fighting the general public in San Francisco. I'm tired of fighting the city to say, I have value. I have worth. I'm important. I'm adding. I'm adding to this city in a meaningful way. Help me out. Help me continue to. But if they don't want my addition, man, I get it. I get it. I'm, you know. I'm the annoying person that nobody wants to listen to. Okay, good, fine. No one wants to listen to free speech. No one wants, no one wants to hear the, the feminist complain about how the world's against her. I mean, so I'm gonna move somewhere else because I didn't have any of those feelings for an entire month. I didn't complain once in Greece. And I came back and all I can do is see shit on the street and people that smell and nobody's taking care of them. So who the fuck cares about a dumb little radio station in the Mission District in the most expensive city in the world trying to foster free speech and people's stupid hobbies and like, fuck it. What the fuck am I doing? To, right? Spending 12. Do you know how much rent is in Greece? It's like $200 a month for a really nice place. So I'm fucking killing myself to make rent here. For what? I might have another friend that's an expat. Just had a friend that just moved to Portugal. Oh, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Portugal. And, I mean, Portuguese is a difficult language. I guess so is Greek. But they probably all speak English there, too, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of English speakers. and uh, More people are looking toward Portugal because, well, it was cheaper, but the price is going up to like. Are we gonna ooh. gentrify motherfucking Portugal? Yeah. Like we're <laughs> we're gonna I, go. uh, and I'm not just talking about the expats here in the United States. I'm talking about in, even in the UK, like people all over the world are like seeking to, and I definitely, especially in the UK, especially since Brexit and stuff, um, people are like, fuck this, I'm out, you know? So. I just, I've always just wanted to be an artist. And, you know, like, I just want to, it's, that's the whole thing that I keep coming down to is I just want to express myself creatively. And it just feels like this city doesn't like, want my perspective. They do not want it. They don't want me. They don't want to listen to me. They don't want to like me. Okay. Okay. I can take a fucking hint. Been here for 15 years. I've done a lot. I can take a hint, San Francisco. You, you don't, you don't love me. Okay, I can go somewhere where people do. 
I've forgotten that like I am a charming person. I don't have to be on stage or prove myself to everybody all the time. I'm just like, I'm just a nice person that people enjoy talking to sometimes. <laughs> like I'm interesting and I'm sick of feeling like I'm in a second grade classroom waving my hand like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And then they do and then I fucking fuck it up because I freaked out. I freaked out because I'm like, pick me, please pick me, please pick me. It's my turn, right? And then the light shines on me and I freak out because it becomes such a big deal because I never get paid attention to. So oh, here they're paying attention to me. Oh shit. And then I fuck it up. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but yeah, the pressure is getting to me. The pressure is getting to me. And man, I certainly did not succeed this weekend and I just want to hide. I want to leave. I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like there's anyone's on team Pam right now. A lot of people have team members and I just... I'm not feeling it, and it's and it's right before the festival, which is like the time where I need support more than ever, and I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's a lot of people on my team. I mean, I'm working with my designer guy, and he's really helping me out, but, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen here with this festival, and I just, it's so hard to put so much into things and then to fail so publicly. It's just the most difficult part is just, everyone watching me fail and that people enjoy watching other people fail. They like it. Everybody enjoyed me eating a dick on stage on Sunday. They, they, I'm sure everybody's like, Ooh, look, Pam sucks. And it's like, that's, that's, I get it. I'm not good at it, obviously. And I just, I never want to do it again. But that was one day, like the profession, professional. No, I know. And I killed, and, but it was, and, and legends it, Bomb. But it was the important one. I killed on Friday at Lord of the Zings. But who fucking cares? It was the knockout on a Friday. Yeah, it was full of people and they laughed and they loved me. And I did the same jokes <laughs> uh, uh, at, at the punchline and they it was silence. Silence in the room. So much silence. And then after I went to Grant and Green and for a bunch of drunks and I fucking killed it there. I did so well. And so it's like when it matters, I don't, I suck. And so that, of course you wouldn't want to book me on anything because if it matters, I'll probably get too psyched up about it and then it'll, it won't be any good. Don't. don't well, like it's that. nothing else I can do. Like recover from this. Like you said, you <sighs> killed it on Sat uh, Friday. And I killed, and, and then I killed it after the punchline too. Time. And then last night at this other stupid open mic, I did really well. And all the people in the audience were like, you're really funny. And, and bought, someone bought me a drink, and that was really nice. Like, who are the who? Who was important in that room? In every single comedian. Every the whole half the audience was comics, and I failed in front of all of them, and I looked like an asshole. And I'll never get booked on any of their shows. And all they get to say is, "Well, Pam sucks," and it's true. All of my open mics that I run, they're only as good as the people that want to come. Honestly, and everybody just times out of Mutiny Radio. I get it. I get it. It's time for me to leave. I get it. People don't, and, and it's so hard because every, I get to watch everybody else have friends too. All these comedians that are all friends with each other and I see them all be friends. They all have clicks and they're all friends and I'm not friends with anybody. No one's friends with Pam. Like I'm like the, and they were all at one time I was helping people out and they were nice to me, but then they move on, they get better. And then they're like, well, I don't need her anymore. And, and so there is no friendship. No, they, but they decide to be friends with each other. That's the thing that kills me is like, I am so lonely in front of so many people. Like, and I watch everybody else make connections and I'm just like, how, how do people do that? How do, 
will make friends with people. I just, I don't get it anymore. I don't understand it here in this city. I just can't anymore. Like I've worked so hard to do what I've done and I don't see the benefits. You know, I, I guess there was a newspaper article last week, but nobody said, you know, none of the people that I wanted to have, have acknowledged the concept that I was in the newspaper acknowledged it. So it's like I'm constantly trying to get people to validate my existence and it's not happening. So I need to go somewhere else where I can feel validated because it's too hard here, you know? And after so many years, you just become more and more visible. And so you're more, more and more visibly failing in front of everybody. Like, it's hard to be mediocre at something and watch everybody else get better and move on and be good at something and be like, I am truly mediocre at something else now too. You know, like, no. I was a mediocre girl ballerina. I was a mediocre fiction writer, a mediocre poet, and now I got to be a mediocre comedian. So I just want to retire and just be a mediocre person and not try to express myself anymore. I just. I think you're beyond far from mediocre. My <sighs> I think you had a bad gig at Punchline. I think maybe some of those people in the room could be very biased for some reason. No, because they like, they have their friends and they support them. And I'm not anybody's friend. It was silent. I've never heard more silence in that room. It was so hard. And then I made people laugh at the end. They just didn't like my new material. And people just don't. And your material is just a conduit to get people to like you. And people but just don't. I'm just, I, and I get it. Here in San Francisco, I work so hard that I'm unlikable, and I get that. Like, I was in another place, and I wasn't—I was just being myself, and it was okay. And I didn't have any of these feelings of like media. I felt so good about myself, and now I'm back here, and it's just—it's just going right back to being a bottom-tier comedian and feeling like I'm every day. Every day is an uphill battle. You know, I didn't have any. It's hard to feel these feelings. And it's just like, I didn't have these feelings somewhere else. So I want to go back to that place where this, it wasn't like this. I mean, yeah, no one wants to see a person sad and crying. No one wants to see anybody be angry or be disappointed. And that's all I feel in this city. <laughs> I mean, it's great that I really hope the Phoenix Day thing happens and that it's actually big. But you know what? Because it's here, I mean, I mean, I want to visualize things the way I'd like them to be and have this be stacked with people and everybody's here. But I feel like it's probably just going to be another, like it'll be an empty, an empty street. And then the bacon bacon people are like, well, geez, why did we do this and waste our whole afternoon and lose money and not having any people here? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't you know? That. So, cause it's less than three weeks away and I have, uh, you know, I'm doing as much as, I mean, my flyers are coming in, I guess today and the posters and I have to do all that hit the street and walk around and 
hit it, just hit it with promotion and then pay the money to the people and hope. But I mean, so this year I've got 98 comics and I've organized it all, but what if the people just don't come again? They'll come. I They'll come. I just don't have any faith in myself right now. And just, I mean, I'm still going to do the work, but I just don't, I, it's never worked in the past. So why would it work this year? You know, it's, I don't know. I hope, I hope people come. They will come. Well, I mean, and it's my birthday week. I mean, that's the crazy thing too. There's a show on my birthday. Hey, Anybody who wants to come out and celebrate my existence, we're going to be doing that at a show. And it's just funny because it's like, well, I'm trying to throw my own party. And every year it's just kind of like, oh, well, there was that. God, I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so down on myself, no, but it just, it's just, I'm just, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm going to keep working. When we're done here, I contacted the do the bay guy. I contacted him yesterday. He didn't get back to me. I'm like, I want to give you money to help me. Get back to me. It's coming. The, it's three, two and a half weeks away. You know? So. Oh, I think SFK uh, does free. Uh, oh, I've put everything on all the calendars. I mean, it's on SF Fun Cheap. It's on do the bay. It's on Eventbrite. It's on Eventbrite. All the tickets are there. It's on Facebook. It's it's there. I just don't have the I just don't have the money to to do the the Facebook and Insta promotions this year. There's just no funds there, so I can't I can't do I can't you know. So today I I try I invited everyone who's part of the festival to all of the shows, thinking well if they all like going or interested that'll help. And so, you know, it's it's I've built the scaffolding, and now, you know. It's going to be what it is, which every year it's a mediocre comedy festival for no, people's it's first festival. It's not going to be mediocre. And did you like any of those people in that room in the first place? Yes. I want to be friends with all of those people. Yes. They don't sound worthy. Yes. I want to be friends with every comedian. I want them to like me. I want them to appreciate me. I want them to come to my open mics. I want them to fist bump me. I want them to tell me I did a good job as I tell them they did a good job. I want people to sit in the audience and be a good audience for each other. I want all of those things. But, you know, and I watch, I watch it every time. I watch the cliques be friends with each other and move on. They all get gonorrhea together and I don't. So they all get to, you know, like, Oh, you were all having orgies? Oh, that's interesting. Cool, man. That's awesome. <sighs> and the people come and go. The women come and go. I'm talking of Michelangelo. I'm just, I'm just done, man. I just, I wish. I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I took it on this year. I should have just said. I mean, I, I. The problem is that. I finally recognized my own cognitive dissonance is that unfortunately I think I'm a lot more talented than I truly am. And that is the downfall. But you are talented. No, because talent is when other people recognize it 
That's one. Pe- and that's, that's how it is. Room, but that's, that's how artists are, get our artists is that people want to see their work. Right. They want to support them in their work. And that's how artists grow because there's an audience that supports them. And I'm constantly begging for audience and I'm done begging. I'm tired of begging. I'm tired of begging people to come to a festival. I'm tired of, I'm tired of begging. I just want, I, I, I want the money that to, to, so I don't have to beg anymore. But that's the thing. If what I was doing was good, I wouldn't have to beg. So there's that. I mean, it's, it's just a matter. And, and I always, and I always circle back to it is that, I don't know, maybe I should have just been a dance mom. I think maybe no. like it's not what I should have had babies and I should have been a good dance. I should have tried to make someone else better and just realized like, Hey, it's just isn't going to happen here, you know? So I, I need to go somewhere where I, where I have value and, and, seen as a value you know to whatever project i'm on and i don't want to i don't i never wanted to do these big projects i just wanted to perform and so i ended up doing all these things and now i'm just like i don't want to run a festival (laughs) it's thankless and awful and so much pressure I really hope Phoenix Day is really great at whatever venue, what other places the city is shut down for and that, oh, that everything comes together. But I don't, I just don't know. I don't know how to get people out because I don't know. Okay, enough of the pity hour. Should go back to work so we can make this Phoenix Day happen. (laughs) No, I mean. I think you need to let well, I just. But I don't want you to be beating yourself up because you had you bombed. And if those people wanted to be your friend, they would have did some. You know, they would have said something. So to me, those people don't mean very much in that room. Well, but that's the thing is that the P- I keep coming back to that too is that you can't be friends with comedians. They were. I should think of them as like coworkers, co-workers. but that they're all friends with each other. But, but I, is it real? Is it a, I mean, you don't know how real that is because a lot of, you know how this business goes I don't. where if someone, they're always biting off each other and something, there's a lot of superficial shit that goes in to this industry. I'm not good at that. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just really weak and, and I want some don't support you, and I, some help and I, I mean, I just want, I, I, I can't do this anymore without, without the money and I can't. And if I don't get that grant, man, I don't want to upheave my life like this, but it looks like I'm going to have to, and that's going to be really hard and it'll be worth it. It'll be so worth it, but it's like. I mean, 
I see other people's lives and I'm like, it looks so easy from the outside. And I just want things to be easy. I'm tired. I'm tired of it being so hard. I just want, like, I want the fairy agent to swoop down. I just want, I want a hand from over the wall. You know, like, helped a lot of people over the wall. And I'd like a hand back. That would be great. <sighs> from that's, anyone. No, like, that's, where you, that's what you've always from, asked for. From, even from what I used to teach, like, from anything. Like, but that's, you know, I get it. I'm selfish. I'm not good at maintaining relationships. That's my fault. Uh, you know, like, I would, I just, I'm sorry that I had integrity and I didn't take any money from my ex-husband. I really regret it now. I really regret not taking a half of the house. I really regret not taking a half of all the possessions. I really regret that now because he was a rich person and he is still. And like, anyways, it's the poor little rich girl tune, you know. Uh-uh, we're going to go there. No, it's fine. That's why I want to move to Greece, because I can't, I can't be poor anymore. I just, and not only poor monetarily, but poor in spirit, and people think I'm a sex worker here. <laughs> so, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Sex work is real work, and I wish that it was. You don't want to have every day of your life being called a hole. Yeah, and that's what I feel that like. That hurts. I mean, that would hurt any... That would hurt a host feeling. And years, day. years ago, years ago, someone in this scene, and I quote Nicole Kalasich, I quote her, "You're so unfunny that you have to position yourself as a villain to get attention." Such hurtful, hurtful words that I will remember forever. She said that to you. Uh, it's recorded. There's a podcast that exists on the internet, and that was years ago. It's like five years ago and I get it people don't like me and it's just it's so hard to always just want to be liked and to know like I think that when I move to Greece if I write a novel it's going to be called or if I, if I write my memoirs that no one will read because who the fuck wants to know about my stupid life but it'll be the no, the no. unpopular cheerleader I remember in high school on Fridays, asking everybody, where's the party? Where's the party? Oh, there isn't a party. There's no party. And then on Monday, everybody would be talking about the party. And that was 25 years, 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. And I feel the exact same way that I'm trying so hard to be popular and to be liked. And everyone's at the party. And I'm not invited to the party because they don't want me there. And then it's just this vicious cycle. I can't be nice to people that don't want me to be around, but I'm supposed to be in service of the community that doesn't like me. What am I doing? Does this make sense? I'm sorry you're my therapist. And that maybe that's the thing. Is I just... I'm, I'm glad you're letting out how you feel. I mean... <laughs> 
I really truly think that you are gifted. I think it just Sunday probably just took a toll for you. And plus, as someone that's bombed many times, it doesn't feel good. But you also have to say, fuck it, I'll just kill him next time. Uh, there isn't going to be. That was my last time at the punchline, probably. Because do, if I don't get this grant, I'm not going to get up before I leave. They're not going to put me up. I'm just immediate. They're, I'm never going to get past there. I'm th- this is it. I've done the stages for me in San Francisco. That That's it. That's I got to the pinnacle of what I could do here. I never got to be on comedy day. I never got past at the punchline. It's never going to happen. I have to beg people really for stage time. Bad. I'm not sought after or clamored. People, they tolerate me. I'm tolerated. And that's what, that's what my parents used to say too. They oh just, God. they tolerate me, you know? And that when I got married, my mom said, oh God, thanks for dealing with our Pam. Like, it's dealing with me. It's tolerating Jesus me. Christ. That's the way it is. It always has been. You've got some trauma. It's hard to feel uh, unliked. Or, and the quote, well, your family, so we don't have to like you, but we have to love you. And it's like, oh my gosh, aren't they the same thing? But, yeah, I got some, it's just, it's, it's so triggering. Like, I just want to be liked. I want, and I, I require strangers to give me validation so that I know I have value and they aren't doing it. So I shouldn't be seeking, seeking this because it's, it's too hard to not get the validation of the, not only the audience, but then of my peers. Like, I don't know. Do you understand? had the feeling of failure <laughs> i mean i i feel like i i understand failure so so deeply and well it's like i felt this feeling enough can i have some different feelings please <laughs> i i don't have you do you ever feel abject failure yeah my comedy career went nowhere <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking about yesterday how I don't write anymore, I don't perform anymore, I don't find myself funny anymore. Am I okay with it? No, not really. I'm not I'm not okay with it. But I'm also looking at other avenues of Okay, let's just put it this way. I probably said something. I say something now Things that I thought that were funny that are now just offensive. And oh, really? Yeah, and I just, you know. But I'm it was not your slick. attitude at the time. Yeah, it was your slickness yeah. that you, you're, you're just so much more professional now. Yeah, and I think so. <laughs> would I like to hopefully get that bug back eventually? I don't know when, but yeah, I've, I've felt like a failure. Yeah, I have some friends that are like, on TV or still doing their comedy tours and doing great. And I, you know, I I always wanted to be a sketch comedy writer, but you know, that's not how it worked. Right. Even trying to reach for that point. Um, 
Yeah, and then even, you know, how long it took me to, when I went back to school, how long it took me there, oh. you know, just to get some kind of college degree of any sort, you know. But yeah, I, those are things that I still kind of mess with, especially when it comes to improv and comedy. Sure. I sang karaoke the other night and had so much fun. I mean, it was so fun. And I'm just... There isn't any karaoke in Greece, you know. Just doesn't even exist. Oh no! I was on it. No, no, that. it's okay. I'd have to start it. I you could be a karaoke. I could make money being a karaoke host at the island of Skopelos. There was no karaoke, and I'm like, "There's no karaoke on this island." Like, are you kidding me? It's a, it's a holiday island. People come for a week and stay and leave. People come for a night sometimes. Sometimes they stop on the boat and they just stay. There's no karaoke in have to well i love karaoke and i could actually and i was thinking the other day i was like oh there's no way to make money doing karaoke that's not true at all i mean i have all my discs here i can take with me my karaoke discs and i'm sure they still have dvrs (laughs) on scope but i I can do everything with youtube it doesn't matter but they just don't even have that there i i can just imagine being like on islands in the summer and being like karaoke host why not you do your kind of like you know what you could do you could start off your like mobile uh, karaoke pam like yeah i just well i could go to different bars bars. on the on the island on whatever islands and get to know people and and they all have sound systems and it's something they don't have but it's like hey if you really want people to stay because that's the thing about bars is like why are people staying all night just to kind of talk to each other i guess they're on vacation but that's everywhere on the island there isn't like and there's like dance 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 and there's stuff like that but there isn't any karaoke so i mean i could see myself and that's something i'm like good at and i'm good at talking to people into a microphone and doing your own own performance yeah and then like keeping the karaoke going and people having fun and it's just an on an island having fun see i just keep coming up with ideas that that where i can do things that you know make me happy and and i'm sure that i don't know i'm sure that i'll get to greece and there will be people that don't like me but for a while i'll be fresh and new and and get thrown to a lot of different artistic circles Everybody likes an American in a foreign place, especially when you're open and cool. And yeah, and I'm cool, and I speak English, and I want to learn Greek really badly. I want to learn it so that I could just, anyway. Wow, dude. I know. I, and it's hard, it's hard to leave, some, and I'm going to have to leave my cats because I'm not going to put them through quarantine. That's going to suck. I can't, you know, but not the first time i've left my animals behind and there's a lot of cats in greece there's lots of cats (laughs) and it'll it'll only take a minute to deworm them and and have them be inside forever um (laughs) but the fifth floor it's a big space up there anyway she's talking about her possible future my future cats in my future apartment in the neighborhood that I love. Anyway, it's uh, it's all going to be okay because I mean, I'm not going to let this like 
kill me or anything. Is it like, it's just sometimes, sometimes things are done. Sometimes you like recognize that, well, that's it. That's as far as I can get here. I think in San Francisco, this is it. It's as far as I can get. And, and I'm not real happy about it. So if this is it forever, this isn't enough for me. It's not enough. It's, it doesn't feel good enough, enough of the time for it to be forever. And to keep trying to do it the way it's happening. So, I mean, that's, that's growth, I guess. Just the cognizance that I can't. Like, I can't do another GoFundMe. I can't beg people for money and say, hey, the place is going to close. I can't threaten people again by saying the place is going to close unless I get the money. I mean, I've threatened people enough. <laughs> They've done it, and they gave me the money. So and it's still Sorry. not. Yeah. yeah, begging and threatening. That's how, that's how this place, that's how Mutiny Radio stayed alive, is through begging and threatening. And I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired. I'm tired of being, I'm tired of beating people with a stick to keep this place alive. Either people see value in it, it's part of the community fabric, and it's meaningful, or it's not. And it all comes down to one grant. It all comes down to the San Francisco Arts Commission. Seriously, it's the city, and either this place is an institution, or it's not. And if it's not, then get me the fuck out of here. Because... Why keep giving CPR to a dead horse? Like, this horse has been on Boxer, has been on, like, look at me, use obscure literary references to distance my audience. Boxer from 1984 is on life support. He was not sent to the glue factory. He was not sent to elsewhere. They, the Napoleon took him in, took care of him, took him to a special horse hospital. And the pigs have kept Boxer on life support this entire time. And he's in his head, he's working harder. He's like, he's like simple Rick in Rick and Morty's like remembering that thing over and over. It's okay, it's gonna be okay. But it's time to take the horse off life support. Right? Cause I mean, I hound the people that have shows here for money. They should just pay, but I have to hound people to pay dues which doesn't cover everything. I was teaching. I lost that teaching job, that bummer that's gone. Income. Like, I've been taxing the comedians, but they're not, they're kind of, they're kind of burnt out on it. They're burnt out on the two bucks. Really? Yeah. So all my revenue streams are kind of drying up. And I, two dollars. I know, and I can't, but that's the thing is I bet, I still, yesterday for Joke Workshop, I didn't even put it on Facebook. I was like, you know what? This whole week, I'm not going to promote any of my shit. I just want to see what happens. I've been doing it every week since the beginning of time. Everybody knows my schedule. I shouldn't have to beg for people to come to an open mic that I run. We all know. We all know that every Tuesday at six o'clock, it's OMG. We all know this. I'm not going to put it on bacon. I'm not going to put my hand out. I'm done. Come or don't. Come to my fucking open mic or don't. Same thing with this joke workshop last night. I'm not going to beg people for money. I'm not going to beg you to pre-sign to come here. You know it's every Monday. It always has been since 2014. Every single 
fucking Monday. Whether I'm here or not, it fucking happens. My question is, who who else is... Are we competing up against someone? No. Like For open mic is, time? No. Just... Where's, my, 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 my thing is, <coughs> since, you know, I'm not 100% of, you know, I don't perform here as much. Where Where's that support that was here? Like, are just people just fair weather? Well, it's that comedians? The, the problem in San Francisco is that people see Mutiny Radio as a place to start. And then they see it as a place you grow out of. And that my open mics aren't that good. And everything I do is, eh, you know, it's it's Mutiny. And so as I've, people time out, like everyone's been through this room. Everyone, everyone in the, anyone who's been in San Francisco in the last 10 years has done time with me, either in this room or at one of my open mics or at one of my shows. They have. And the problem is that sadly to this community, I am unlikable. And in, and that's the thing is other places I am a likable individual and I've forgotten. I'd forgotten that because this I've been so beaten down by this community and excluded and bullied through exclusion to such a point that, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't see the point of being the godmother of stage time and being the hand that, you know. I mean, I, I always felt that this place was not the healthiest comedy community. I just always felt that way. I think that's probably one of the reasons why my motivation and, you know, the craft, I just don't feel, it doesn't feel as important in contrast to how it was in Chicago where coming from that environment, which is, it's, San Francisco used to be a poignant place for comedians, you know, all the way until what, the 90s and the 2000s? <laughs> And now, you know, since this city has been taken over by one demographic uh, of an industry, a lot of artists and what have you. I mean, there's there's still stuff going on in Oakland, but I just, I mean, I just never felt it being real here. You know what I mean? And when I say real, I mean, this... Things get more superficial, like in New York and L.A. and even in Chicago. But at least with that superficial, there's a large, commu- large, large community that will be like, you know, even if they do want to feed off you or even if you want to feed off them, there's somebody around. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel like you're so alone. I just. Does that make sense? Yes, you know? it does. But it's a part of the community embracing you and being a part of a community. And. I've really tried and worked hard to create community and I'm still excluded and I feel like I'm on the outside of what I've created and that I'm not recognized for what I did and my part in helping people that are big now or that have age time. How many people are those? Well, just the people. Everyone who's passing the punchline right now grew up here. Brooke Heineken, Louisa Isbell, Max Eddy. Murad did some stuff here, but then he decided that I wasn't worth it. Like everybody, everyone who does stuff, they've all done time here. Marty Cunney grew up in this room. Marty Cunney grew up with Joke Workshop. Richard Sarvate used to, I mean, there's, it's, there's so many people that have done time in this room and have some of their first sets and stuff and have used Joke Workshop and have, have grown through stage time because of Mutiny Radio that won't fist bump me. 
because they don't like me. What's going to happen if you decide if you know? Let's just say that you do have to, you know, things don't work out with the grant and Sayonara, you're off to Greece. All those people, because it always happens, all those people will come out out of the woodworks and be like, wait a minute, so this place is closed? Why? Blah, blah. You know that's what's going to happen. It always does. And then at the last minute, that's when people are going to come through and appreciate. Or they don't know what they got till it's gone. It'll be one of those things. Like, do you remember? Yeah, God, I remember I Mutiny Radio. Still here. Yeah. Why isn't that place still here? Well, you know, unfortunately, that is how the comedy world works. Is like when once people grow, and when I say grow, I, I, think I mean I want you to be like having a Netflix special oh, kind of grow. Well, I know now. Not to the growing because oh look, I'm gonna just go ahead and disregard this place because now I'm at the punchline. Motherfucker, are you writing for Netflix yet? Do you have your own special? Well, I don't. I don't see myself getting either. Uh, sadly, I don't see myself getting either of those things. But, and that's why it's time to recognize that you know what? I did this for eleven years, and I'm just not really that good at stand-up comedy. But I didn't do it for a month. I mean, I did five hundred minutes three months in a row. So I did eight hours and twenty minutes on stage of comedy three months in a row. And you'd think that would have gotten me better, and it didn't. So I guess not, and I suck, and I shouldn't be doing this. I think you're focusing too much on those people rather than the people who actually enjoyed you. And that's what I think. Which is hard because it's just like, oh, shit, well, great. I bombed in front of a bunch of comedians I know. But fuck them. There's the other people who don't know you from Adam who can't judge you, were, are actually are the most hardest people to judge because they don't know you, and they're like, Psh. but they found you funny. And, mm. that's, and that's the thing. Like, those people, they, they have no loyalty to anyone other than like, is this person going to be funny? Yeah. Well, my point is that I didn't do stage time for a month. I thought I was going to fall apart emotionally because I'm addict- I was addicted to it, like literally addicted to it. And I was fine. I survived. And in fact, I've never felt more psychologically and emotionally together than when I wasn't doing any. I wasn't asking for an entire month. I didn't ask anyone for validation. And I just didn't care. And I did whatever I wanted to do. And... And I was okay. And I I did great. I did, like, I took away just the thing that, it's just, it's such a catch-22 because, you know, I love, I love being on stage. I love it. But I'm just not that good at it. Or good enough at it that other people want to see me do it. And that's okay. Like, I just have to realize that I am the old lady in the karaoke bar that's really good at those couple songs. And she always sings them and everybody loves it. And they tell her how great she is. But that's it. I really wish you stopped calling me. Well, but 
I, I remember being in my 20s and seeing people my age at the bar that were doing karaoke. And I was like, God, you're so good. Do they look like you? No. No. Okay. Um, they were gonna, my age. I'm not going to. I'm not. We're not. No. I wish. I wish I could go back to the high school days where all I wanted was to be seen as pretty. Because I guess that's why people are offering me sex work is that they think I'm good looking. Like, should I take it as a point of vanity? Like, oh my God, I'm pretty. You want to fuck me? You want to fuck me for money? Wow. I must be really pretty. Like, I don't know how else to take that. Like, do they think they're giving me a compliment? Are they truly looking for sex work? Like, am I, what, I just can't, this is my value. But if it, when I was 17, if I could be valued for the way I looked, oh, my God, I would have been so fucking happy about it. Like, that was all I cared about was just, am I skinny and pretty? Am I skinny and pretty? That's all I cared about. And, like... That monster's still in your head. Well, at least I got that. At least I'm fucking skinny and pretty. Yeah. I mean, I'm not funny, but I'm skinny. Like, that's good. I got that going for me. You're, you're funny and skinny and pretty. Oh, thanks. But I will let you know that, that it seems like that monster is still in your head from high school. Oh, the trauma all of it. monster like, is why do I why do I love and it's funny because I'm debating drugs today instead of alcohol, but why do I love alcohol so much? Because I don't have to think so much about how many people don't like me. That's it. Man, that's alcohol is the escape. It's me not caring. Because when I know people don't like me, and I know that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when I say people don't like me because it makes me more of an unlikable person. Like, I get it. But I didn't have any of that in Greece. I was so happy, and I carried it for like two weeks. I was like, I'm not going to complain. I didn't complain for like two weeks. You felt like you were more clear-minded and... You weren't around any toxicity. I felt like I, I came back and I was like, I have value. I am a person of value. And now I feel again completely invisible, devalued. I have no value. I have no value in that the community that I'm a part of does not recognize my value. And so I'm done asking for it. But then that's the other thing. I have to do this fucking festival so it's like at the time when I like really need support and I need help and I need friends, I'm just like, fuck everyone. Fuck everyone in this community. Fuck them. But I'm making, I'm doing, a, I'm doing, they're all in the festival. <laughs> so it's this terrible thing where I'm like. Wally's thought that some of the people that would come around were not the most savory. And when I say that, personality, selfish egos, I'm sorry. I just, it just seems kind of. You're talking about me, man. I'm selfish and I have a huge ego. And I know every yeah, other community most does too. Artists, artists do. Yeah. Artists do. In vain, vanity. Yeah. All that stuff. But I also think that. There's a limit to being selfish as well. I mean, I just, uh, I don't believe in using my tears for a bunch of fuck faces that don't even know that I'm there, that don't even see me. And what is hurtful is the fact that, well, 
if it wasn't for this spot, would you be here now? And how it's just, all right, we got through that door, so let's push down to the side. We don't know that kind of thing. So I understand how that part. But if I was super talented, it wouldn't matter because everyone would want to book me because I'm so fucking funny and audiences love me. But that's just not the case. So, so I'm in it. So, so I'm excited. I'm excited for this change. It's going to be really hard for me to move to Greece. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be the weirdest finagling of things and stuff. And I have no idea how to get rid of this place. I, I mean, I just, you know, um, pack me that. Yeah, you yeah, bet. Well, we we can be we can be. I mean, that's the thing. I I don't know if there's any way to influence them into giving me this grant. I don't know if there's a way. I mean, I sent them the articles from the newspaper last week. I will say this. Like I said this earlier to you. I would hate to see this place or lose this place. And I especially being around since 20 13, 14, so I would hate that. But I've also seen behind the scenes of the struggle it is to keep this place afloat, especially when it's always landed just on you. And and on top of that, (laughs) people that you thought you could depend on no longer exist. So, yeah. But I also can understand, and I also agree with the fact, why stick around to a place where I don't feel loved or I don't feel appreciated and I brought something to this community? No, fuck them. I'm going to go live me, and I'm going to start my own shit in the Mediterranean. Yeah, like... Where people might appreciate me. I mean... Well, but my buddy... Already, when we were hanging out and stuff, he's like, because he's a filmmaker, he's like, I can use you on every set. He's like, oh, my God, you're, he's like, you're, you could do anything. And, and he's, he's right. Like, it's just so hard to go from a month where I felt so valued and talented and interesting and that I had, like, to go from, to go from a feeling of such positive self-worth for the first time in a long time and then to come back and have it just all be gone again is like, and then with the, I'm telling you, the whole sex worker thing, it's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, I just, and I've always sought validation from the wrong audience and I'm tired of fighting and if I can just go to Greece man and I'm appreciated and I can be part of projects and it'll be so beautiful and interesting and new great because really how much time do I have left I didn't think I'd make it past 40 I never I'm so lucky that I've had these extra years I really am I mean I never thought that I would make it this this long and you know I'm supposed to be, I mean, supposed to have a purpose, you know? And I thought this was my purpose, but I, maybe it's not. Well, the thing is, you're still a young lady. Your purpose, your chapter in life is not over yet, babe. 
Your chapter is... Well, this chapter might be over. Well, yeah. And that's fine. That means there's going to be a next chapter and we don't know how it's going to be. Yeah, it's just turning the page. Yeah. I'm, I'm, again, I'm fine with leaving because at least, at least I have something awesome to go to and I don't have to see it as a failure. I can see it as I ran the place for 10 years. It should have shut down. It was supposed to shut down. And I made it happen for 10 years, and that's admirable. Um, and, and, now, and now it's time. It's time to do something for me. Because if I don't, here's, here's the reality of it. I'll close with this. I could keep the station alive if I closed out my 401ks and put the money into the station. I think that's a terrible idea. Why would I do that? that? I don't think I would. That doesn't either. help me at all. I'm, as much as I love this place, I wouldn't want that for you. That's terrible. That's I'm a terrible, sorry. terrible thing. What I could, I could move somewhere else and do something completely different, or I could. I'm, I'm not going to throw good money after bad, you know. And I can see it like, hey, you know, I tried. But if if that grant comes through, that's that's all we need. And then once. Once the city recognizes you, then you're then you can keep getting things done. You can keep getting grants, and they say, "That's that's all, all I want is some validation from someone." And you know what? I'm not going to get it from the comedy community. I'm not going to get it from a bunch of narcissists that love microphones. I'm not going to get it there. I get it. I understand that. I see that now. Tried to get it from them. A lot of heartache. Didn't work. Dealing with it. Can get through that. If San Francisco breaks my heart too, then okay. Then. Heart in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, I'll just. The problem is that the pieces of my heart have value in other places. Like this place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the most expensive city in the world finally broke me. Like it, it's finally, it's finally ha- happened. <laughs> it finally, I arrived here uh, October 4th, 2007. I arrived here with. $4,000 and that was it and, and a couple bags and uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm leaving with. No, uh, but I made it, I, I lasted here for 15 years. I got two master's degrees in cash. I have no debt. Like no I did, no kids. I did, I did okay here. I did okay here for 15 years. I made it work. And that's now. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. It's not like you're leaving. Ugh. It's not if you were to leave, excuse me, uh, you would be leaving with your legs. Like, you wouldn't be leaving here running. You wouldn't be running away from anything. No. You wouldn't, you, you would be like, chapter's done. Chapter's done. It's fine. The play, the, it's, it, we didn't, we, we didn't need it. I did my best, tried to keep it alive. I thought it was important. Other people didn't value it as much as I did. I put a lot into it. I need to start putting my value into something else. I need to start doing other projects in other places. And and I and I think and I'm done here pretty much in San Francisco. The people that don't like me don't like me. They're the ones that are in charge of the big venues. I'm not gonna get I'm I'm not they're not gonna book me. I get it. They're never gonna get booked on those shows. I I get it. I think anything but that's I mean I get it I'm not gonna get booked on those shows so that part of the everything is done 
if mutiny radio continues, that's great. I can handle it. But with without without either one of them, eh, it's time to go. It's time for you to go back to work. No, to your massage. Go get a massage. Yeah, I'm gonna get beat the fuck up because I got so a lot jealous. of energy. Thank oh, you for wait. being a therapist. Thank is, you for being a friend. So I'm looking on HuffPost right now. Investigation into Marilyn Manson's sexual assault allegations has been handed to the prosecutor who will consider whether to file criminal charges. Fantastic. Good. Wow. Yeah. Good. That guy was a pedophile. He really He's fucked with poor Evan Rachel Wood. I watched her thing. Poor, poor, I, she's like my favorite actress in the whole world because she's Dolores in Westworld. She is the strongest, most amazing char- character in the whole world. She's such a good actress, and I love her. And I'm impressed and proud of her for standing up and saying what happened. Because that guy's a creepy, and we knew he was a creepy. It's just the same thing. It's the scorpion thing. It's It's a scorpion frog story. She's a frog swimming, and he's a scorpion. He's like, hey, I'm a scorpion. Take me across the river, baby doll. And she's like, look, you're a scorpion. I don't want to. You're going to sting me in the middle. He's like, no, no, no. Come on. And then, like, he got on her back, and he stung her. And then she's like, I'm drowning. And she's like a child and doesn't have the... I mean, it's just when you're that young and shit's happening to you, you don't have the emotional, like, tools to be able to deal with the manipulation and the heartbreak and the weirdness and the fame and all of that. He was a master manipulator and he's super gross and creepy and he was preying on little girls and I hope he gets prosecuted. That's that's the part because I was around when I was, I I got to meet him when I was not of age. And I just remember this. 97? 97. Yeah. And I went because my friend was a big fan. And she's like, you know, hey, we can get back to the tour bucks. And I just remember just being back back there hanging around the tour bus. Oh, not feeling comfortable. <laughs> Everyone was so young, 14, 15, 16. You were going to be sex trafficked. You know, it was. It was <laughs> you were almost sex trafficked by R. <laughs> Kelly. You were almost sex trafficked by Marilyn Manson. You have brushes. I don't. I. I, I, I don't God. think he was into my my type at that point. Which, uh, thank you. Thank you. Good. Um, uh, he likes some wafy. It just it, the the creepiness of it all. Yeah. It, it just and the, my my intuition is always pretty good. Sure. About ninety seven percent spot on. Yeah. And it's just I remember not hanging around too much longer because I'm like this is getting no because he's fucking you know. Marilyn Manson and he's this creepy guy. It's the same thing of like, I mean, it's if I was 17 and someone invited me back to there, I would be like, oh, my God, of course. Like, it, I mean, even now, like, the, I mean, nobody wants to sex traffic me, but well, maybe it's they so do. Nice, I mean, no, that's a thing. Like right now with the sex work thing, it seems Please. like everyone wants to sex yes. traffic me. Not, I'm not going to say you'd be perfect because that yeah, sounds horrible. Let's groom me. Let's yeah. groom me for my but, God. Yeah. What were you saying? No, just I feel like a 14-year-old girl. It's just I'm trapped in the body of a f- almost 48-year-old woman. And it's the cognitive dissonance, man, that I can hold in my mind is impressive. <laughs> Some people call it crazy, but I call it holding disparate modes of thought in my flexible brain at the same time. I can do it, man. Thank you. And I believe in a higher power. Gravity. How the fuck does that shit work? Magnets. How the fuck do they work? Okay, go back to work. Go go to your go to your massage. You're amazing. Thank you. You made me feel so much better. No higher power. Like nine point eight meters per second squared. It isn't even the strongest of the forces that I don't understand. Bad the the podcast people. 
Oh, yeah. Gravity. Mm. Um, I haven't worn a bra since. See? Yeah, since uh, Greece. I've decided I'm never shaving and never wearing a bra again. Uh, my bush is so thick. It is bigger than it's ever been. <laughs> Seriously, dude. It is amazing. And I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to. I'm just not interested in anybody. I, I have anyway. to keep 